0: All kinds of financial pressures are building up on UK businesses right now, so what's the best way to navigate through such difficult times? Hello everyone and welcome to the Risk Acumen podcast, which offers thoughtful insight around risk management, surging inflation, energy crisis, supply chain issues, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. UK businesses are facing all kinds of financial risks and challenges right now, so I'm delighted to be joined by Hannah Justice, a director at BSN Associates, which is a team of chartered accountants, helping small and medium-sized businesses with their financial and strategic decisions. Hi Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the Risk Acumen podcast today.
1: Hi Johnny, you're welcome.
0: Great, thanks for thanks for coming on as I said. Um now, before we start looking into all of the the doom and gloom, <laughs> fill me in a little bit on your background and experience, Hannah, and also the approach that your business takes to helping clients. Yes,
1: yeah, so I started to, to qualify training as an accountant um, back when I was 19, so I've been doing it now for over 20 20- years. 20 years. Given your age away I,
0: there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> quite, Not quite over 20 years. but um, yeah. yeah. So I'm qualified through uh, the ACCA, which is the Certified Chartered Accountants Qualification. And then I did the Pathways Qualification to the Institute of Chartered Accountants for England and Wales when I became a director and shareholder at BSN just over 10 years ago now. And basically at BSN what we what we actually stand for is balanced, sustainable and nurturing. Right. Um, and with that we like to give our clients balanced advice. So it might not always be advice that they necessarily like, but we give them our view, our viewpoint on what that is. Yeah. And I think most of them generally appreciate that. And we like to work with um help businesses be sustainable and nurture them through their journey. So our motto is kind of that we're with businesses every step of the way so we will literally work with clients from when they've been a startup not knowing what to do getting them set up um, holding their hand all the way through that process with them right up until when they potentially come to sell the business so we'll work We'll work with them along the way, offering them different kinds of services from annual accounts through to doing payroll, bookkeeping, giving them internal information that they need to help them run their businesses uh, monthly or quarterly. Um, and as they get bigger, help them raise finance, and with potentially doing acquisitions of other businesses along the way.
0: Fantastic, and uh, yeah, balanced advice. And uh, I guess not always hearing what you want to hear is is rather where we're we're at, as I said earlier. Doom and gloom, financially, there's unfortunately plenty around right now, isn't there? And give me give me a sense of how we've got into this situation, Anna, and, and what exactly are the pressures now being faced by businesses?
1: I think the main, well, there's a lot of pressures being faced by businesses. The main one is inflation, um, yeah. which is being driven by a combination of material shortages for most businesses. There's a shortage in the labour market as well. We've had yeah. the issue with energy fuel costs brought on by the war in Ukraine earlier this year. But also the material shortages and labour shortages are really a falling out, I think, from COVID yeah. due predominantly to um, a lot of people, I think, in their 50s who decided that they no longer wanted or needed to work. So they've retired early and that's led to a shortage of certain certainly skilled staff out there. And that was probably compounded as well by Brexit yeah people obviously leaving and um going back to to live in europe and also during covid with the shutdown the material um we weren't producing as much for a period of time and that has actually had quite a knock on effect and we just haven't we just don't seem to have been able to catch back up from that
0: yeah it's almost been a perfect storm hasn't it of 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 certain things which have which have triggered where we found ourselves and it's just brought a whole range of things hasn't it
1: yes it has and um, unfortunately businesses are just having to wade their way yeah. wade their way through it and and, and, fi- and find their way way through it as, as best as they can because i don't think for a long time certainly businesses have had to deal with the, these kind of issues or certainly not all at once anyways
0: yeah is there any good news out there Hannah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well i mean Normally there's I mean, if you're a good strong business, I think the positive to take out of it is that normally businesses that are well run, that are strong going into something like this, you know, they will survive. They'll have a challenging few years, but they will they will get through it um and survive. And I think the other, you know, the other positive to take out of that is that there are still there will still be opportunities out there. Um, for for businesses as well to take advantage of, because um, unfortunately there are some businesses that will obviously fall by the wayside as a result of all these challenges, yeah. um, which gives the businesses that remain the opportunity to pick up those those sales or those those companies to add to their business and growth. So yeah. there are equally you know op- opportunities out there. So.
0: Okay. So we'll, we'll maybe explore some of those opportunities and, and make it, make it, make it not all negative. As, as, A bit more positive. Quoted. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll try and bring some positivity into this at some point. Um, but I mean, it, in essence, we're in unknown territory here, aren't we? I mean, we faced difficult times before. I'm sure people all will, will, will think back to the, the crash during the, the, the 2000s. Um, but this is, this is unprecedented, really, isn't it? Where we're at now.
1: Yes, it is. I've certainly never known anything like it. The financial crash was predominantly due to obviously the banks, and that had a knock-on, that did have a knock-on effect, but not the impact that it's having on businesses now in terms of the high inflation that we're experiencing and and the and the pricing pressures. Yeah. Um, it certainly didn't lead to all you know. It didn't lead to material and and, lab, and labor shortages. Um, so to some extent although businesses did have to deal with issues around that, they were fairly minimal really mm-hmm. um, compared to what they're having to face now.
0: So how can businesses respond? What what, what are the kind of choices um, that they face?
1: I think they need to look at their, I think all businesses need to look at their cost base and manage their cost. Yeah. Uh, they also need to be, I think, aware that as they are getting these increases in cost, they do need to be looking at passing these increases on to their customers where they can, because I think generally their customers will be um, expecting it. Yeah. I had a client a few weeks ago where they had a supplier that wanted to be paid within two weeks of invoice. Um, whereas terms were normally thirty to sixty days and they mm. said they need you know, they needed to be paid quicker because of the increasing costs they were facing, yeah. but they weren't passing those prices on, which I thought, well, I think that is part of their problem, because at some point they are actually going to have to pass those prices on otherwise they are actually going to you know have have a quite a big problem because they are actually a, haul, a haulage company so mm-hmm. with the issues they're facing with fuel and, and labor it'd be very difficult for them not to pass those prices on so I think businesses need to look at that and, and be sensible it's also about with material shortages it's looking at you know options that are out there maybe trying to broaden your supplier base if you can to see what other options for materials are out there finding out what your supplier lead times are cuz i know i've had clients where before they could just phone at their supplier and they'd get the materials by the end of the week and now if they phone them up they they'll be lucky if they get it within sort of 6 weeks yeah so it's it's trying to manage those things that allow you to keep your business running so that you don't incur any unnecessary downtimes and costs in terms of energy and fuel I think unfortunately there's very little that businesses can do about that there are fixed contracts out there but unfortunately you'll probably pay more than than the variable tariff that you go on if your fixed contract comes to an end yeah so yeah I I think it's just managing costs and and being careful and managing uh, working capital as well because as all businesses will come under pressure there will be some businesses within every you know some customers who will be facing challenges and will be finding it potentially difficult to pay so it's making sure you keep on top of your credit control as well and manage that to make sure that you are getting paid for the work that you do because as they say cash is king so it is just keeping on top of everything and and managing everything where possible.
0: Yeah so it sounds like a case of accepting really that that we are in a Crisis situation. There was not a time to bury your, your head in the sand and pretend it's all no, going to go away. Yeah,
1: it's it's not it's not going to go away. I think we're going to be facing this for. Well, I mean, at the moment, it there just seems to be no no stopping it. So this is something I think that businesses are going to have to learn to deal with and manage for. I think the next six to twelve months at least. So yeah, you can't bury your head in your sand and, and think when you wake up tomorrow, it will all, all have gone away.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's a case of exploring a range of strategies um, yeah. that, that suit your business and suit the the, the particular market that you're in, yeah?
1: Yes, it is, yeah. Because each each business is unique and will have its own models. And it's just making sure that you're keeping on, on top of that and working with your suppliers and customers to make sure that it all fall, falls into line and your employees as well.
0: It's worth recognising as well. There's always winners and losers, isn't there, in, in these situations? And it's a case of making sure that you you don't fall on the wrong side of that. We talked about opportunities as well in all of this, too. I'm thinking in terms of investment, for example, yeah. the simple fact the cost of borrowing, for example, is still far lower than the than than the rate of inflation. Well, isn't it? Yeah. So there seems to be a clear and obvious opportunity in that, perhaps.
1: If you've got the ability to invest in the opportunity, um, now is still a good time because although interest rates are going up, they're obviously more than they were uh, 12 12 months ago. They've obviously gone up by half a percent in the last week. It is still, the cost of borrowing is is still fairly cheap. So if there are um, opportunities out there or you need um, equipment, for example, to expand, your business or just to make it m- more more efficient, then to make those kind of investments now, it's still fairly cheap, you know, cheap borrowing to be able to do. Um, and there are, particularly if you're investing in new plants um, and equipment, there are favourable tax allowances out there for, mm-hmm. when, for when you buy them. So the super deduction allowance will actually give you um, 130% of your taxable against your taxable profits. So if you spend £100,000 100, on a piece of equipment, in addition to getting the £100,000 allowance that you would under the annual investment allowance, you get an additional £30,000 against your taxable profits. Okay. So you make a tax saving of just under £6,000.
0: Right, yeah. And this is why it's always good to have a conversation with your accountant, yeah?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, because as, as silly as it sounds, that only applies to new plant and machinery, not 2nd Plant and machinery. Mm-hmm. So, depending on the cost of the equipment, that could sway somebody to actually buying a new piece of plant and equipment rather than a second-hand piece, um, because yeah. it's got the warranty. It's going to be more efficient, etc. But they know, although it's still going to cost them more, it's not going to cost them as much as it initially p- appears on on the piece of paper.
0: Yeah. Any any other kind of mechanisms like that, Hannah, that you've been guiding your clients towards that you can think of recently?
1: I think the other thing is just to see what um, grants are available, both Mm. the central government and with your local councils as well, because they do have grants to help with all kinds of different things. So there's grants there for energy efficiencies if you want to. Do things in your building quite often to make things more efficient. So using having lights changed, building made more um, heat heat effective, and also they will have grants as well to generate growth within the area. So there'll often be grants that are combined with sort of capital investment and also by job generation as well. So it's if if you are looking at investing is seeing what is available there that can help you so, so it doesn't; it's not as costly to, to the business.
0: I guess now is probably a good time as well for some to look at overall business strategy, particularly around digital and, and perhaps being a little bit more disruptive in the market because to be that winner or to control those costs, you have to think a little more radically now, don't you?
1: Yes, you do. And particularly for businesses that have been around for a long time and maybe setting their ways, yeah. Um, and like doing things in a certain way it is worth looking at seeing what processes you do as to whether you can make it more more efficient um, or how that impacts on on your costs so for at BSN now we're trying we've got a big drive on going paperless or as paperless as, as we can be just because that's more efficient from our point of view because everything's on the serve on our server cuz we're cloud based so we can access any information that we need wherever we are in the world, but also it means that we save on printing costs, stationary costs, and even as silly as it sounds, sort of postage costs if we're sending things electronically for, sig- for yeah. signature, um, which was one of the things we brought in the other year. So it is a case of I think businesses looking at their processes, seeing what generates some of those costs and seeing if there's more a more efficient and also a more modern way of doing it which probably makes you stand out a bit more maybe from your competition as well
0: yeah and going in going into those small costs sometimes people think well, what difference are going to make but it's that old phrase isn't it of looking after the pennies and the, the pounds a look after themselves
1: <laughs> yeah and sometimes by bringing in in ineffic- a in those efficiencies as well it can save the person who's doing that task it can save them time so then you don't actually when as your business grows you don't actually need to to take on an additional person as quickly, so you haven't got the increase in cost maybe as soon as you'd initially think as well.
0: Okay, so what about the medium to long term here? Have we, have we really got any idea where we're where we're heading, Hannah?
1: I think certainly in the short term, by the end of the year, I'd be surprised if we weren't in a recession. Um, mm-hmm. I think that will, will stay around. I think in the medium term, we will start to come out of it at some point, with recessions, as businesses unfortunately start to drop by the wayside, you also tend to have redundancy as well of staff. Unfortunately, the consequence probably of that is that it will sort out some of the labour shortages that we see that we're seeing in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and gradually, with the higher inflation, at some point, spending—I mean, a lot of what's fueling inf- inflation is is energy, which we don't have any control over because we all need electricity and, and gas yeah. to power our house so you know we have we in a way forced to spend on that um, but I think in terms of other inflation people will start to cut back businesses will look at what they're spending and gradually as that starts to come fall more into line then things will hopefully start to get back to a more normal footing.
0: Because that's the interesting thing about economics and so on, isn't it? It's just generally corrective action that we're seeing, as, as you suggest. So that what will happen here is, as I mentioned before, where you get winners and losers, you don't want to be on the losing side, but ultimately there'll be, there'll be fewer businesses around. And then, then this should naturally emerge from that a growing market. Things will go around in a circle and uh as long as as long as you've ridden the storm
1: <laughs> yeah
0: then then there should be plenty there for you to take advantage of later on down the lane yeah
1: yeah, we're kind of if, if you've got a gra- if you've got a graph normally, you'd like the line to stay fairly sort of stable along it, and yeah. the line's got a bit out of control at the moment, so we've got to go through a process of getting it back to a more stable stable footing, um, yeah. which is what the Bank of England are trying to do by increasing interest rates.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great, Hannah. Uh, I hope that's been a little bit helpful for people listening and to understand, you know, some of the financial risks and pressures SMEs in particular are facing right now. I'm interested to know if there's one thing you really don't want to get wrong <laughs> as a business right now, in your opinion, what would, what would that be?
1: One thing. I, I would probably say the one the one thing um not to get wrong is the working capital side of your business. Um yeah. and remember that, you know, that cash is king and keep on top of your debtors, your cred, credit, you know, doing your credit control and yeah. and, and managing and managing your, your suppliers and then I think as long as you're doing that and you're looking, and you're keeping an eye on the other things within your business, making sure that you can increase prices where you can um, mm-hmm. to cover those costs, then most businesses will, will, you know, will will see through this difficult period.
0: So, really, is, is what you're saying there is it just make sure that you have the have the funds, have the assets, have the resources yeah. that, that that will see you through this.
1: Really. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what what we're starting to see is we're having more clients coming to us because they want more regular information. So if we currently just do their accounts on an annual basis, they might be asking us to do them quarterly or six monthly just so they can see where where they are and understand what's happening in their business. And we're helping them with that. So what yeah. I'd say to people is, you know, if if you haven't got that kind of level of finance and a lot of businesses don't they'll have very good finance people who can do the day-to-day transactions but not necessarily give them that information then speak to your accountant to see what advice they can give you or help they can give you so that you are getting that information that you need during this period
0: yeah excellent a great great piece of guidance to leave everyone with i think hannah many thanks for your insight It's interesting times, isn't it? And it'll it'll be fascinating to see where things actually move to from here.
1: Yes, it it, it will be. It'll be very interesting. The the only other thing that I um, thought of as well, just which businesses might find um, helpful is just seeing as well, especially with the labour shortages, is what apprenticeships are out there for the industries that they're in because you can get assistance with that person's training. Mm -hmm. And obviously with a shortage in labour, shortage of skilled workforces, it's potentially a way for businesses to develop that skilled workforce. You don't get it straight away, but you do get the benefit of it potentially you know, in, in a couple of years' time when that person's um passed their their apprenticeship. I mean you you obviously have to pay them the salary, et cetera, but their training and everything you can normally get paid for through through the apprenticeship programme at a fairly at a fairly minimal cost. Um yeah. but that might be another option for some some businesses to look at if they haven't already looked at that route.
0: Yeah, and that's all related back again, isn't it, to that making sure you have the resources um at your disposal. Okay. Well, yeah, as I said, Hannah, thank you very much for the insight and uh, it's been great chatting with you.
1: No, that's fine. Thank you, Johnny.
0: And that's all we have time for, for this episode of the Risk Acumen podcast. If you have any questions or comments around the topic Hannah and I have been covering today or any of our other risk related content, please head to our LinkedIn page. You can find a link at riskacumen.co.uk. Thanks for listening in, everyone, and until the next time, goodbye for now.